Hello and thank you for tuning into Scale Up Africa's Ignite Insights. My name is Olivia. And I'm Amma and we're going to be covering a whole lot in terms of corporate innovation, entrepreneurship and engagement with our community of top African leaders and entrepreneurs and investors throughout the series. Absolutely. So tune in, subscribe and follow us for the next couple of months when we share all these great insights with you. Hi, Noreen. How are you? I'm really good. I'm, uh, it's, it's good to see you. And you as well. It's been a while since I saw you in a crowd, but it's, you're all the way in Nairobi. And uh, we're going to have a quick chat about your experience across the continent, working with women in particular, but, you know, SMEs generally, your observations of the various ecosystems, because we'd love to get a bit of a comparison between East, West and Southern Africa in particular, and your experiences in these areas. Um, I know you've done amazing work with iSpace here in Ghana with the, the UWAT program, Unlocking Women. Um, and so, yeah, let, let's just understand what, what you've done in the ecosystem as a, as a business development uh, professional and and how you feel that we can really take this moment to set ourselves up for, for better quality SME performance uh, and contribution to the economy. So over to you, Noreen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really um, amazed and excited that you're hosting this uh, um, festival, the Scale Up Africa Festival. And it's something that for me is, is very much in line with what we do. Um, I, work, uh, um, I work as a strategy advisor um, across different uh, different business regions. Our focus is Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and bridging um, the business gaps, bridging relationships, making connections and linkages. We've done work in, uh, in uh, we started off in the UK, that's where the consultancy is based, but we've now spread our wings across Africa because that's, uh, let's say, that's what people consider now the, the last economic frontier. Um, we've we've had amazing, interesting insights working with different communities, working in Eastern Africa, West Africa, Southern Africa, and and that's informing a lot of our business direction, business decisions, collaborations, and partnerships. Um, and just like you mentioned, um, we've we've done some work with iSpace Foundation in Ghana under the Unlocking Women and Technology Project. Very interesting project, three years, lots of insights, lots of learnings, um, and lots of um, achievements for the, for the women who completed the program. So yeah, it's been a very interesting journey. And I think now under COVID-19, it's even more interesting because the business terrain has changed completely globally. We are reassessing how um, businesses are navigating, SMEs particularly, businesses in, um, in diaspora, those are looking to, to connect with African enterprises. Um, there's a lot of uh, requests for collaboration with African businesses, which we are finding very interesting. Um, we've just uh, literally signed an agreement with a Chinese company wanting to trade with West Africa as one of the biggest economic regions. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting playing field at the moment, I'd say. Yes, yes, it's good to see. It's good to see a lot of conversations around that. So what are your thoughts on, tell me a bit more about your insights, having worked with iSpace in particular, because we're very interested in, in obviously gender, women, women-led businesses, uh, supporting more of them. What, what were your like three, top three takeaways from working so much um, in, the, in that ecosystem? What, what, well, my learnings, I'll, I'll start with my learnings from, from that experience. What I found really interesting was, uh, whenever, whenever there's conversations around Africa and around women, these blanket comments, blanket decisions, blanket programs, 
And what the um, Unlocking Women in Technology program really highlighted for me is the differences in different ecosystems. So we can talk about a startup ecosystem in Africa, but then from, from my observation, I think we really need to begin to segment and define each startup ecosystem. For example, Accra might be different, very different from what Tema needs in, in Ghana. Um, Nairobi has very different needs from, say, Mombasa in Nakuru. Um, in Southern Africa, Harare has got very different needs from Cape Town and Johannesburg. So what I learned from, from that experience with um, iSpace Foundation and working with the women in the startup ecosystem, particularly tech, is that we need to be careful in how we define the challenges as well as the solutions that we bring to, to those different spaces. So we need to really listen to the needs and the desires and the wants of that ecosystem, as well as looking at the resources available, looking at the enabling environment, government policy partnerships, ETC. And what really helped us with that particular program was um, iSpace was able to to partner with a number of, um, of hubs across Accra, which made it easy to really push out the solutions. But the solutions were tailored to each um, particular, let me say, city, town. And so the people who were providing the solutions were local to that particular area. So it was very context specific. And that is what I'm finding across the continent is really contextualizing um, solutions and defining solutions for that particular region as opposed to having blanket training or accelerator programs for the whole continent because it doesn't work. And we find that um, when that is done, there's a lot of failure as opposed to success. Yeah, totally agree. And we, we've definitely seen that. And I love the, the work that, I mean, Ghana's had a, a like a mushrooming of, of incubation and you know, centers and hubs. And so it's good to see the ecosystem thriving in that way. And we, yeah. we certainly see a lot more of the, you know, angel investment networks and, you know, incubation centers and stuff like that. So that's that's a good indicator. But I, I like the fact that you were saying that we need to be a lot more uh, serious about drilling down into the requirements um, of, you exactly. know, city by city, you know, district by district, understanding what works and what's the priority area for each area that we're operating in and really understanding what, what can really work and make a huge impact in that particular space. So what are your thoughts yes. on, on, you know, observations on, you know, because um, we're always talking about how, you know, we feel we should be lobbying for, for more and, uh, you know, uh, change and, you know, you know, obviously we need to operate within an environment and ecosystem. Well, what are your thoughts on, on the government interventions that you've seen in terms of entrepreneurship acts, startup acts? There are various, um, you know, acts that have come into play across the continent over the years, uh, like Mali, Senegal, like there's quite a few interesting um the policies that have been implemented recently. What what do you think would be your 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 key um, recommendations for governments to kind of get behind and create that enabling environment? One one of the biggest, I'll call it a concern. <laughs> I'll call it a concern, um, especially where government is concerned, because um, public policy is key to making sure that uh, entrepreneurship thrives in any country, in any economy. And uh, there's been a big push for driving entrepreneurship, youth entrepreneurship, female entrepreneurship. And there's a lot of money that seems to have been pumped into different countries, different ecosystems for the development of these different groups. The, the challenge that we've seen, um, and, and we're not saying there's anything bad with it. I think it's something that we really need to carry on doing um, and even more aggressively because uh, uh, women make approximately 50% of the population of the continent. So if they're excluded, every country is 
running at half the capacity. So we believe that, yes, there should be investment um, in women, there should be investment in men, um, in young, young, young people as well. But the challenge we, we, we are finding is um, as much as it's a great buzzword to empower young women or women and boys and girls, as much as it's a great buzzword, the follow-through is very, um, let me say, it's wanting because all we need to do is look at the track record and measure the success rate of the, entrepreneurs or on the, of the entrepreneurship programs. And uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that go through this program, but the success rate of these businesses is not as great as we'd like it to be. And the government plays a major role in ensuring that the policies that they create are upheld. It's great to have a policy, but the implementation of that policy is where the difference really is. So in looking at, say, for example, taxation, looking at importation, looking at local production, supporting those environments, looking at not just the training programs, but the, like you said, the ongoing support, because uh, this accelerator program, three months is not enough, really not is enough. not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes it takes a business two, three years to become profitable, exactly. and these programs are really, really short-term, short-lived, and the, the failure rate is too high. So my recommendation is often that government should partner with private sector because, um, for example, we sit at the bridge between what the government is saying about the country and the objectives of the country and what the private sector needs. And we can bridge that gap with data, with information, with knowledge, and even with conversations. Um, I've, I've attended lots of conferences and one of the biggest uh, issues with conferences is the language is very high level. It's always, you know, the, the high level talking to each other. They're making decisions, they're using buzzwords, they use the jargon. But when you bring it down to local level, people are asking, what does that really mean for my business? Right. And so it's simplifying those conversations and private sector is really able to bridge that gap in understanding and then translating the language at local level or grassroots level. So I think collaboration and partnership is key but also um, follow through um, an accountability. I don't know how we'll be able to do it, but we need a way to, to make sure that we can hold the government to account for the promises they make to the youth, to women, to these programs, and even actually measuring the success of any investment that is made. And I think one of that's one of the areas across the continent that I feel um, there's a big gap is measuring the return on investment on these programs. So the accelerator programs, if you say you pump in $50,000, at the end of that, can we measure how much was made by those um, enterprises over a period of time? So um, I, I believe the government is key. We cannot work without them, but we need to partner in a, in a very collaborative way that drives economic growth. Yep, fab. I mean, you know, we're colleagues, so we understand what, what this all means. Uh, but for those who, who maybe don't understand how corporations can do a lot more to, yeah. to as a private sector to partner with government, what, what have you seen? Maybe can you give us a, one or two examples of, of that kind of collaboration across the continent to really make a dent in, in the, the performance of our SMEs? Um, there, there is a lot of corporations that have joined the, I won't call it a bandwagon, but it feels that way sometimes, where the uh, empowerment of youth, women, and entrepreneurship, so there's money being invested. Corporations are giving, doing their CSR, um, uh, their, their fair share of CSR in, 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 in investing. 
Yeah. Um, but then again, just like we've talked about the government, we're not tracking how that investment is being rolled out. We're not tracking the return on the investment, but there, there are some successes across the continent. I know, for example, the Africa Development Bank is big on investing in different ecosystems. For example, they've done the fashionomics platform where you have creatives people who create um, crafts, clothing, shoes and bags, which you see, can sell on the actual platform itself. But then I think one of the things, one of the questions that comes up for us is, if you have the corporations competing with private sector, does that really, is that really effective for the smaller businesses, for example? So I think partnership is great. Um, I think also um, how those partnerships play out could be a topic for conversation, especially for uh, private sector, the entire, let me say, private sector um, alliances and associations coming together and making recommendations for corporations. Um, the SME, SMEs make up about 90% of businesses across the whole continent. That's 90%. Yes. So if we have the big corporations, that's only 10% of them. They really can't solve the problems of the economy. They need the SMEs to play a big part. So, so we need more SMEs at those tables of decision because corporations play at a different level uh, and the challenges at, uh, let me say, at SME level are slightly different. So when we do reports, you can't hire a corporation to come and do a report for an SME um, ecosystem in any country. They should hire the SMEs to really bring the solutions to the table, make recommendations, and also drive how those partnerships really play out. So corporations do play, I think, an important role, um, but I think we, we should be careful as, a, as, let me say, the continent in making sure that corporations are not a competitor mm -hmm. for SMEs, um, but they're a partner. Um, and I think the sure. partnership... Yeah, yeah. The partnership is, is, is the biggest uh, part of this. I mean, we, we in Ghana, we have Cosmos Energy, um, you know, investing heavily in their innovation center. Uh, in the UK, we had Waira, you know, as an accelerator for Telefonica, yeah. um, generating, you know, you know, some with, with generating SMEs that were producing, you know, um, eight figures for Telefonica because they plugged them into Telefonica's supply chain. So, you know, it is a collaborative effort and it's, it's really understanding that, you know, if, if you're a corporation without R&D, uh, you're not spending much on R&D because obviously limitations, you can actually invest in SMEs that are innovative to kind of, you know, help you in that way to kind of innovate and, and find out new ways of working and, and potentially, you know, that, that can impact your bottom line as well. So it's not always a CSR yeah. conversation that corporations need to have. It's actually the fact exactly. that you know, it, it can be a, a, a profitable uh, partnership and alliance as well with SMEs. So that's kind of part yeah. of the conversation we're trying to highlight as well. So that's awesome. That's Thank you so much, Noreen. It's great to hear from you. And I'm sure we'll be, we'll be talking a lot more and then hopefully partnering with you at, at Scale Up Africa as well. No, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. One of the things that um, just for for the benefit of the platform and your network is um, we we work we work closely with um, with investment bodies, investment companies. Um, I, I, I'm a partner of the Africa Investment Gateway Group, driving investment into the continent and finding those high, high growth sectors that you mentioned. So as you're building and developing the scale up network, the ecosystem, we have access to these opportunities for SMEs that are really um, profitable to access the, the support and the financing that they need and also access different markets. Um, I think one of the things is um, we import a lot into Africa, but local production is growing. 
Yeah. So, so um, we've, we've signed a partnership with a company in, in China to export from Africa into China. So now instead of creating made in China, we're making for China. So those are the types of, of collaborations yeah. that Definitely. we're really keen to develop at the moment. We're looking at Israel. So there's a lot of interest in Africa, but this time I think it's in our favor, um, this economic COVID-19 yeah. economy, it's, an opportunity. Um, as it's really in the favor of Africa. So I think we can step into that, step up, begin to really create, innovate and provide solutions for the world. Yes, yes, yes. We're, we're totally in, in sync there, Noreen, and we'll, we'll definitely talk talk more about partnerships and collaboration because I think, you know, Agritech is a huge opportunity. Agri production, marketing, packaging, distribution is a massive yeah. opportunity. And of course, technology underlies all of that. So we'll be talking more. We'll be talking more. For Fantastic. Sure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.